so, um, I guess I'm back with, uh, a second episode of what's going on in the world right now, and just to kind of elaborate on where I ended last time, and I know I did, I went kind of on a tangent about, you know, the whole coronavirus thing and what's happening in the world and and then I did get kind of personal about my children and and I feel like a lot of people can relate to what's going on with their children um, because I, I'm 36 and you know I feel like in my lifetime, my I've been through a lot in my life. I've a lot of life experience in those 36 years. And I just feel like this is something that the world has never gone through. And I don't know what to tell my kids. I don't know what to do to console them. And that's the heartbreaking part. And... I, I wanted to bring an expert on this podcast to kind of see uh, what her perspective is as well, because we do share a lot of mutual um, experiences, because we are married. This is my wife, Stephanie. And I just wanted to touch base on like what she goes through every single day. Um, with the children as far as uh, being a teacher, homeschooling. Um, and our spectrum is is pretty vast as far as the age ranges of our children, um, which is 13 to one, almost one and a half years old. And uh, it's, it's different, right, honey? <laughs> Why don't you continue on that? That's an interesting term that you are requesting here. Um, One of the most challenging parts is having a 13-year-old that's on the spectrum, doing life science with him, the arts with him, keeping him on track, maintaining somewhat of a schedule, and then going all the way down to our four-year-old, who struggles with hand strength and just wants to run in circles and go back and forth all day. Those are the biggest challenges is trying to manage both of those boys, keep them on track without too much uh, crying and conflict because their whole world is upside down. Both of those boys are very oriented through their schedules. That's their piece. Structure. Structure. Scheduling. They like to, they both of them like to do the same thing every single day. Routine. Yeah. Routine is key. That's something that they have in common for sure. And that's all been disheveled. It's a disaster. And, you know, my heart breaks for them, really, because, um, No, they they do 
live in a different world that we, you and I live in, the neurotypical people yes. live in, right? Yes. So, like, already right off the bat, challenges and and difficulty understanding the world, but like even more so when, when the whole world is upside down for every single person out there. It's really... What do you say to them? That's hard. What's your advice, Mom? <laughs> I don't have all the answers. That's something that uh, I don't want to commit to right now. That's, yeah, my issue is, I guess, <laughs> I, I try to look for answers and I try to look for uh, conclusions and best you know, best case scenarios and, and it's hard because I can't, I can't grasp anything right now. Right. And this demographic in the spectrum of autism, they need their peers to learn. Yeah. And we all do really. It's not just the spectrum of autism. There is all of us. We need our friends. We need our family. We need human contact and they aren't getting that and so it's hard for Johnny our three-year-old when he has trouble speaking doesn't know social appropriateness and then our 13 year old is having all these issues just missing his friends and he needs that social contact those peers all of those things are really really important to him and, and I, I think the best thing I would say to people is trying to listen to how our kids feel right it's probably been the most helpful for me how do you how do you feel like um our 13 year old is well like give a little background on how his personality was and how his um how he deals with being on the spectrum well, he was nonverbal when he was little, uh-huh. and has actually over the years, I'd say, become very social. Uh-huh. He plays baseball, uh-huh. basketball. He thrives off those activities. He wants to be around other kids. He goes to church youth group, and he actually really enjoys the social aspect of middle school. You don't hear that very often. He doesn't like the educa- educational part. That's not his favorite. Um, but his biggest problem has turned into authority. He doesn't really want to listen to anyone telling him anything. And I believe it may be a couple of things. A search for his own identity as a 13-year-old, trying to find his own way as becoming a man. And just the confusion of the times, I think that's really hard for him, trying to figure out when am I gonna see my friends? No one knows and I don't have answers. So the, the unknown is terrifying and crippling for him. Yeah. And he'd rather just stay inside right now and kind of is giving up on everything because he feels everything's been taken away from him. That's his perspective. So yeah. a once very helpful, easygoing child has kind of slowly become this uh, aggressive, resentful, sad as kid uh, and my you know my experience with him is like just that just what you said is like just the most easygoing and mm-hmm. 
helpful and like yeah. wanting to be helping with like our family dynamic with his little brothers yeah. and like you know just an overall loving guy and I think he took to our family dynamic really well in the beginning for sure, the first one for sure I and, would say that really just uh, took it and made it part of who he was yeah like he loved it he was excited I miss that a lot I do too <laughs> I do too and how do you feel like our now four year old how do you feel like how he was dealing with things beforehand and how do you feel like he's dealing with things now the four-year-old how he's dealing with things yeah I felt like he was just starting to understand some language he had of course a lot of aversions to he has aversions to authority as well you know when right. he doesn't want to walk across the street and hold hands that's our biggest thing with that boy um, but he was learning in class mostly from his peers. He wanted to have friends. He wanted to interact with other children. And now I just see a regression. He just wants to run around in the backyard, which reminds me of when he was very little. Right. His repetitive behaviors are coming very more prominent in him. And it's just from isolation. Just looking up in the sky. And yes. Yeah. Staring into bushes and not really yeah. interacting with anyone. And there is... A good amount of children for him to interact with here. Yeah. But he only likes to interact in one way, not he likes to be chased or have any sort of visual stimulation that he can get. And if you don't give that to him, he becomes very frustrated quickly. And and me being home now, you know, I was working full time anywhere between forty to sixty hours a week and I was not a part of his growth, of his progress, of his schooling, anything like that. And I would get the rundown from you um, about how he's doing. And I'd ask him, are you here every day? How's he doing? How did he do today? Was he okay? And, um, And now getting to see everything firsthand, it's... It's troubling that he 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 absolutely needs his peers. He absolutely needs to be around children. Yeah. And the fact that we can take him to a Target or a Walmart. Yeah. And that in the world and society says that's okay, but we can't take him to a park. Right. It's absurd. To go out in the fresh air see other people in a playful setting like that it's tragic it's, I can't I can't wrap my mind around it I really can't I feel the same and it's really like I, I just my heart breaks for him because I feel like yeah this is going to set him back and you know and Personally, I felt like our son is on a timeline. He's on a yeah. strict timeline of 
or deadline, I should say. Um, he's approaching kindergarten. Of when he's going to, if he's going to excel, mm-hmm. and if he's going to be able to function in society and function around peers, and you know. And he's set back now. Yeah. And it, it hurts. It hurts my heart a lot. Me too. And, uh, but I mean, you know, just to get off of formalities here, I feel like I, uh, I do want to thank you for being the strong woman that you are mm-hmm. and, and, and being the amazing mother that you are. And, I know patience wears thin when Absolutely. you when when we're all isolated, when we're all stuck together here and That's true. and no one has outlets. That's it's hard. It's hard for any family at any time. It's true. Nobody has outlets, like we can't it's it's gotta be rough. It's yeah. gonna be rough. And so yeah, I just, I wanted to just speak to our experiences of how autism has affected us throughout our, you know, throughout our lives. And I really feel that we're just in such uncertain times that I don't know we'll recover right but God willing you know all we can do is pray and all we can do is try to keep our heads high and stay positive and I will tell this I will tell the story that happened last week with our with our four year old um and probably the most heartbreaking thing that's happened to us out of this whole situation. We've been in quarantine how long? It's been two months. It's been two months. Yeah. I haven't been working for almost, yeah, about two months, a little over two months now. And, um, but you know, I've, I value being a father. I value mm-hmm. being around my, my children a lot. And, um, the most, yeah, we're we're all worried. We're all worried about what the future is going to hold for all of us. Um, the most heartbreaking thing that I have experienced since this happened was last week we were going to a friend's house. We were dropping off some old clothes, um, baby clothes, boy clothes, and um, they were giving us some clothes in exchange as well. So. <laughs> The drop-off was, like, you know, in the driveway, but... Kept it safe. Our friends were outside in their front yard, and they have three children, and they were playing. And so... We left to drop the clothes off. We kept the boys inside the van, and... um, And, you know, the van wasn't too far. And I go back to check on them to make sure they're okay. And I see my my four-year-old with this very... How do I describe it? Mm. 
the look on his face was he was yearning like he was wanting to go play with these other kids with our friends kids and they're they're like what all under five right yes um and our four-year-old just wanted the look on his face it was just he just was yearning to go his heart was leaping out of that van to go play with the kids and um so i got him out of the van and i brought him over to say hi and i was holding him and he was looking at them like he was an alien from another yeah, planet and they were like he did not know what to think of them he lost to all see of his language too he all really of his like, language yeah he didn't know what to say yeah he didn't and you know he only says few words but he can get some things out and um when he saw the mommy and daddy and the three kids there playing and the fact that he wanted to play with them, it ripped my heart out. And it was really, it made me hate, absolutely hate what's going on in the world right now. And it just goes to show you that Mankind was not meant to be isolated, right? Mankind was meant to share some sort of connection with one another. Absolutely. And that is, that goes beyond any, like, neurotypical, like, you know, understanding of life, right? Right. It's, It's really deeper. It's deeper in the soul that, like, I could see that my my son really wanted to um, connect with people, yeah. and the fact that we're so isolated right now—it's it's just really it's just really tough. And I just wish—I <laughs> don't know—I don't know if things would go back to normal, but I just wish for the sake of our children that they could be able to go back to playing together yeah at least outside yeah that's that's all I would want right now and yeah but you know I hope and I have faith that there's going to be some light at the end of this tunnel and it might not be tomorrow and it might not be the end of this month and it might not be the end of next month or the month after that. But <laughs> I do feel like there is some some good things coming our way. And I hope everybody out there feels the same. Try.